0: Welcome to our Think Kingdom podcast. This week, Pastor Antoine continues in our new series, Beyond. Let's hear what God's Word has for us from lead pastor Antoine Lasseter.
1: One of the most frequent questions that I get is what is my purpose? What is my calling? Um, and, and oftentimes, we, we, we uh, use that as a platform uh, for us in our function, in our life. And um, if you have been in church at any amount of time, um, we understand that there are certain roles in the church and responsibilities. Um, operationally, you know, somebody has to be organized enough to pay bills. Okay, y'all going to make me work. I thought we went through the whole, put the demand on the thing, and anyway, so all right, so. Um... And then you got to make sure that the facility is up to par, and, and when you're planning a church, and you're just walking, you can't walk into a warehouse. Uh, you got to go through the city zoning to make sure it's zoned for assembly. And so there's a lot of things you have to do, and most people don't understand how that works. But we all understand that uh, in order for things to function well, that things must be in order for it to function, right? And and so there's responsibilities. And so um, oftentimes in the church setting, I need you to talk back with me, um, what is the most uh, platformed gift, if you will? Uh, it's, It's pastoring, right? So what happens is, Um, because we sometimes, not intentionally, but we do it, we elevate one gift above the other. Um, When people say they're called, their natural instinct is to say, I'm called to preach. I'm called to pastor. But how many know that, that the church, the body of Christ, is more than just preaching? And if we're not careful, we elevate preaching to the point where only certain people can preach, and you got to have this degree to do it, and and all of that. Well, I like to say that we're all called to proclaim the gospel. We're all called to preach, Um, but what we have done is elevate the role of pastor to the point that when people say they're called, they're thinking about a pulpit. And it goes beyond the pulpit, and if we're not careful, success in ministry is how well I do on the pulpit. And so if we're going to deconstruct, I know that's a taboo word, but oftentimes when people are deconstructing, they're not deconstructing from Jesus, they're deconstructing from religion. And religion will kill you. Ask Jesus about it. Okay, so the church, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, the church is the temple, and the church is also um, described as a family. Now, how many of us have kids? Raise your hand. Okay, every kid, every person who has children, understand that depending on the age of the child, there goes responsibility. And so, in other words, um, I don't expect my uh, when I was when were younger. Uh, so I'm gonna use fictitious kids. I only have two kids by one woman. So let's just put that out here. But this is fictitious. Uh, so if I had a four-year-old, I don't expect the four-year-old to be to have the same responsibility as the seventeen-year-old. There's a certain level of maturity, and with maturity becomes responsibility. And so I don't expect a four-year-old to cut grass. Now I've grew up in places where I've seen a four-year-old literally on a tractor, but that's neither here nor there. The point is that depending on where we are mat- mat- uh, maturely, maturation, depending on our maturation, our spiritual maturity, um, we're giving certain responsibilities. But if everybody is vying for the same, for if everybody is vying for the same gift, then what happens is there becomes a backlog, and the church. Can't can't grow because everybody's trying to get to the pulpit. In the, 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 Ephesians chapter 4, we spoke about this last week, it, that in order for the church to mature, we need every gift. Say every gift. We need every gift to go forth. And so if you're here, you have a gift that I pray that this next, this next series will help you unpack that gift because the body of Christ, not just think kingdom, but the body of Christ needs you. And if the church, it says the fullness, the maturation of Christ, if we're going to walk in the fullness of who God intended us to be collectively, you, sir, must, you, ma'am, must be in position to exercise your gift. If you're not in position to exercise your gift and you are waiting for the elders or the leaders to do it, then the whole body suffers. And we have to stop elevating these gifts. These gifts are more for the people than it is for leadership. And what happens is we have a tendency to elevate certain gifts above other gifts. And that is why the church becomes anemic. And so, and, and, but in order for this to happen, um, we have to stop being cars that's parked in parking lots, and we got to get the highway to heaven. In other words, God cannot move in parked cars. So if we're going to be a people on the move, on a mission together, everybody, say everybody. Man, woman, child, black, white, poor, rich, all of us have to be on the same page and all of us have to be in position to activate our gifts. I need you to look across the room. I'm going fast. I'm trying to get somewhere in a short amount of time. I need for you to look across the room and say, I need your gift. We need your gift. And so part of discovering your calling is to keep moving. And sometimes in life there are breadcrumbs and, and other times there's significant markers that really um, that begin to reveal our gifts to us. And so if you don't know your gift or you're not operating in it, the whole body is suffering and the body is incomplete. Now, there's... In Ephesians chapter 4, he's talking about functions and roles. But before we get to Ephesians chapter 4, I'm going to be very quick about 1 Corinthians 12, uh, chapter 12, verse 7 through 11. They're going to put it on the screens. Um, But the focus here is to distinguish between all the gifts. Now, we're going to be talking about five gifts or five roles or functions um, these next few moments. But I want to show you that the diversity of the gifts are given to us by Christ. So he gives us these gifts. A manifestation of the Spirit is given to each person for the common good. Now, the manifestation, the tangible realization of the Spirit is given to each person for the common good. Now, he is talking to the church. You, because of God's love and his will for the common good, He's giving each person, say each person, a gift. To one is given a message of wisdom through the Spirit. Just in your Bibles, just highlight that or the circle. Uh, to another, um, a message of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by one Spirit. To another, the performing of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguish between spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues. One and the same spirit is active in all these, distributing to each person as he wills. Who determines? He does. Who is he? Jesus determines who gifts, what gift. Now, here's the thing. If I had three people up here and I gave one person $100, they would say, oh, thank you. Bless your name. Thank you, pastor. That was great. Awesome. And then uh, call another person up. I gave this person $200. Now, sometimes what happens is the person who gave 100, they were rejoicing because they, gave, they got 100, but now they can't celebrate their 100 because somebody else got 200. So they start looking at their 100 and not becoming grateful because somebody got more than them. Somebody else comes in, I say, look, here's $1,000. Well, now, wait a minute, I got a $1,000 problem. Why don't I get $100? And so what happens is we're not careful, the person who gets $1,000 now think they earned that gift. And they turn their nose to the one who got a hundred, and the one who got two hundred, and this person got a thousand. Like I must be good. No, the the, the, risk, the giver of the gift is good. He determines who get what gift. And so, if we esteem one gift above the other gift, we suffer. So, what we have to do is reframe, reshape the giver of the gifts. In other words. That was a bad bad wording because God don't need to be reshaped. We do. Uh, the, The point I'm trying to make, that if we continue to elevate one gift above the other, then we would dismiss the fullness of God because we need all gifts. Romans chapter 12, verse 3 and 8. For by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he should think. But here's what's so crazy. Guess what he's talking about? Gifts. Um, Instead, think sensibly. As God has distributed a measure of faith to each one, now as we have many parts in one body, and all the parts do not have the same function, in the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. According to the grace given to us, we have different gifts. If prophecy, use it according to the proportion of one's faith. If service, use it in service. If teaching, in teaching. If ex- exhorting, in exhortation. Giving with generosity. Leading with diligence. Showing mercy with cheerfulness. And so we have to be careful and mindful that the giver of gifts determines who gets what. And if we don't um, create avenues that your gift can go forth, this church will suffer. And so we need you to know who, how you're called. And so uh, if we're going to move beyond where we are, we need the people of God to know who they are and what gifts they, uh, they possess. And so most of us have experienced church and seen um, <laughs> uh, the misuse of gifts. And so we're going to start breaking down prophecy is not just I see a river flowing and in that river fish are, are jumping into your boat and in that in that boat and every fish represents money and my, listen 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 the, the 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 gifts are for the body and the building of the church and so we have to be careful remember we bring in our own baggage so when we say apostles prophets we're thinking Oh my God, you mean to tell me people are going to be jumping around the room saying, hey, I see in you. No, 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 no. Because 1 Corinthians talks about um, um, how to organize and structure those gifts, and uh, Romans talk about the attitude concerning those gifts. And so remember, we're going to unpack these gifts in the next few weeks, but but before we get to the gifts, we got to understand the roles and how the people of God function in that role so they know how to handle the gifts they're given. All right, so Ephesians 4 deals with the different functions. And so um, the goal is to be like Christ and to overflow in his fullness. And so we've been in the book of Ephesians for so long now that um, I want to make sure that we understand what we're building ourselves up to Ephesians chapter four, verse one through six, uh, therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, he urges us to walk worthy of the calling that we received. How should we walk? Levels of maturity is this humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love. We want to know how mature you are. Humility, Gentleness, patience, bearing one another in love. Married couples, you want to know how strong your marriage is? Humbleness, gentleness. Children to parents, humbleness. Gentleness, pastor to people, humbleness. Gentleness. You see where I'm going? Employer to employee, slave to master. You see where I'm going with this? And so maturity is how we're able to walk worthy of the call. I know they made you mad, but mad is a choice. And so what level of maturity do you have? And I don't need for you to answer it. I need for the person closest to you to answer I always give myself a benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. I did the best I can with the decisions I made. Okay. Ask Tanya. Don't. Now, grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Whose gift? If Christ is the center. Now, here's what's so crazy. It's so simple to be unified. You love Jesus. I love Jesus. What's the problem? everybody's laughing okay so for it says when he ascended on high he took the captives captive he gave gifts to the people but what does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower parts of the earth the one who descended is also the one who ascended far from above all the heavens to all to fill all things he goes you know it's the gospel he lives a flawless life born of a virgin he um he committed no sin. He he became. Uh, he put our sins on him to the cross. He died. He was buried three days. He rose again, and he left. Went to heaven, and he left gifts for all of us. And so here's the thing I want you to see. Jesus, say Jesus, is the full expression of all these gifts. Not you, sir. Jesus is. You walk with me close enough, you're going to see my humanity. You walk with Jesus close enough, you're going to see his divinity. It's all him. And so because he possesses all gifts, he can distribute lest he sees fit. To whom he sees fit. When he sees fit. It's all about Jesus. So don't you fool yourself. Thank you for helping this church, and thank you for serving, and thank you for volunteering, and thank you for doing all the odds and ends. But at the end of the day, if he leaves, we upset. We can get over you. You can get over me. But if Ichabod comes, which means no glory, that's the difference. And so Paul is referring to the gifts or the roles or the functions. And so in verses 11, he says, and he himself, I like it. He pointed to him, like he himself, like he is like Antoine, Antoine, like he's saying Jesus, 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 Jesus gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Why? Why? To equip the saints for the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's Son growing into maturity with the stature measured by Christ's fullness. I want you to write these letters down. Now, for some of us, you, are, you already know where I'm going with this. You already tuned out because you've heard about it so many different times and you already, you already have your own view of it. For some of us, this is the first time we heard it in the terms of the acronym, APAST. It's built on uh, verse number 11. The apostle, or as uh, my uncle would say, the apostles. Uh, apostles, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, and teacher. Now, I already told you that Jesus is the full expression of all of these gifts. And he alone displays all of them. We are merely puzzle pieces. And we need each other, say each other, to see him fully. We need everybody. We need, if, if, if you don't know Jesus as a healer, you need to hang around people who Jesus healed. We need everybody. All right. And so not only, not one of us, and here's, here's where, like, like yo, I'm about, to, I'm about to hurt people's feelings. Not one of us can fully express who Jesus is individually. I know, I know, I know, I know that experience you had when he woke you up at 2 o'clock in the morning and he was sitting on your bed and he, 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 he gave you all this stuff. And you wrote it down. I, I, I get it. I, I, I get it. You, you have dreams and visions. But not one of us have the complete picture. Come on, Paul. Can you help me, Paul? He said we see in a dim mirror. That word, that word memory is better translated as a window. It's, it's a little foggy. Why? Because I'm in flesh. And so if I'm the only one that's preaching on this pulpit, you get a version of Jesus. We need the whole body. All right, I'm going somewhere. I I got some. Thank you, sweet. Help me. Help me preach, sweet. Uh, Because here's the thing. Leaders become corrupt, abusive, and harmful if they believe they're the only one that got it. I'm coming to get, man, y'all help me. The, the, the challenge of the modern day church is this that when we make the church CEO, when we make the church a business and then what you're doing is not using Christian principles for your business you're using business principles for the kingdom and this is why we that 's why we worship empires and why we worship enterprises it's because we believe in our seeing this mirror dimly we believe that the sun and the sun rises and falls on this one guy the devil is a liar because the reality of it is we need the full expression We need our children prophesying. What is prophesying? Prophesying is pointing people back to God. We need teachers. We we need this church. Man, the name of this church is Think kingdom, but we're thinking church. We're thinking small. And that's why we have to release these gifts because we are called to follow Jesus individually, but not in isolation. And I got to come against this individualism that I hear from God myself. Well, sweetheart, you may do, but you need some clarity in this. Oftentimes we platform people too soon. The calling, the character has not caught up with the character. We don't protect our women and children in the church. We isolate them, and I'm coming against that spirit. The gifts are given to us by God. Some of the best teachers, uh, mm, mm. too soon, too soon. Our gifts are to build a body, not ourselves. And this smacks in the face of individualism. It, this is, you know, in my last church, I prophesied, and you was prophesying out the flesh. My last church, you know, I could, I could, they let me preach. Listen, brother you have a license to preach the gospel beyond the four walls of the church. Oh, you will platform. Okay, because what's happening is your calling is making it personal. And your ego and ambition, how many prayers have we prayed that has nothing to do with his kingdom come but stroking our own egos? Confusing our ambition with the will of God. We're going to take this city. God will not let one church One organization, one denomination, take no city. He know us. Are you crazy? Absolute power corrupts absolutely. How many times have you seen in church history that when the church was finally made it to the empire, we start killing folk? There's something about this upside-down kingdom. And so he leaves these gifts, and he deposits these gifts in who I love. I love the Scripture that says um, that he will pour out his, his spirit among all flesh. His sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Why is he making this so specific? Because there are times, even in the culture of today, that we have to be careful that we don't silence particular people in God's family. It's the church. And the church is like Family. And sometimes family forget to deal with family issues. And so what what has to happen is somebody from without the church has to be a prophetic voice for the church. Because the church is not operating how God intended it to be. So what happens is somebody on the outside, even atheists know how Christians should believe, should act. Ain't it the craziest thing in the world? They don't believe in our God, but they will point out the fact that you ain't acting nothing like you said you. And we just dismiss them. They don't believe in God. No, they don't believe in you. Because if we are the hands and feet of Jesus and the hands and feet are stopped walking and serving and loving, why would Jesus focus so much on love? Because that's the one thing. And he says that love in the church. Remember, the Bible is written to us. He says in the church, love will wax cold. And so where to love? Where to love? Because this is not a call. This is a call to unity, not uniformity. And so um, I had this analogy, but I'm trying to eat healthy. So I was going to buy these bags of candy. Because I didn't think it would make it to the church. So you got to use your imagination. So if I had a big bag of Snickers right here, 100 Snickers right here. now if you, Exactly. If you like Snickers, you satisfy, your needs are met. But he's not calling us just to have Snickers. He's calling us to be a variety pack. Because if we're a variety pack and we got Snickers and Kit Kats and, and uh, Skittles and, and my personal favorite, starburst. I mean, that's the nectar of God. Uh, so so we, if we have that, then, then we can meet the needs of many people. And so we are so busy trying to be Snickers that, that we forget that the whole body, the diverse gifts is for the whole body, not just what your preference is. I know many of us don't like blood songs, but if we need to be reminded that it's the blood. It's the blood. It's the blood. It costs him something. This is not a cookie-cutter faith. It costs God everything through his son. And so I, I feel this this I'm feeling this I've been in this season and y'all been walking with us and walking with me you know I've been hitting I've been quiet and, and i've been been coming to church a little later than usual because God has isolated me and insulating me and now i'm getting back to why I started this thing in the first place it's not for platforms it's not to show ourselves strength in numbers it's because we got to be faithful to God and now what i'm doing is I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm submitting myself to the elders their leadership. I'm making sure that my family is healthy. I'm making sure I'm healthy because it's not about the, the growth of the church. It's the body of Christ and the body of Christ needs me present. The body of Christ needs me free, but I'm not talking just about me. The body of Christ needs you present. The body of Christ needs you free. The body of Christ needs that weight that easily besets you. The body of Christ needs you, but if you don't know who you are, If you're still struggling with identity, if because religion has got you off, listen, many of us are dealing with church hurt. Let's walk this thing together. Because your bad thoughts can't cast out those thoughts. We are pitting our thoughts against our thoughts and wonder why we stuck. We need the word of God to cleanse us. Calling his whole church to repentance. We need the word of God. I understand the hurt and the manipulation and the abuse. I get it. I, I, I experienced it myself. But if if you don't see the love of God in your life, you, you gotta see that He has ascended, but He left the Comforter here, and the Comforter is the Holy Spirit. It's the calling. We have. We all have spiritual gifts. Write this down. We all have spiritual, write it down, rehearse it. We all have different spiritual gifts, and our spiritual gifts are given to us so that we can serve one another. This is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ. Jesus gives us these gifts. He gives us these gifts to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Every born-again believer has the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, many of us just jump to speaking in tongues. Listen, listen. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he said, the, the, the Spirit of God is going to come and give you power, not to speak in tongues, to give you power to be my witness. And, and so we got to be careful. Remember what we bring into the, we're bringing we religion to the Bible. We're bringing culture to the Bible. And we got to keep in mind that the Bible's written to the church, the first century church. And so if we're not careful, then we have, oh, God. hold on one second. Let me talk to God about something. How in the world am I supposed to say this? Um, uh, I'm going to say it. Y'all love me. Listen. In studying the Apex for the last five to six years, I've come across many different thoughts concerning uh, uh, the apest. You have some that say, um, well, the first two gifts, the apostles and the prophet, um, they are no longer uh, active because the apostles established the foundation of the church, and the prophets um, also pointed people back to the Word of God. So therefore, the apostles and the prophets, those gifts does not operate in this current dispensation, this current time, this current era, because he was dealing with uh, the, um, building the church. And then I got others, he's like, no, I'm an apostle. Uh, I'm an apostle such and such. And, and, then, and then you keep going down. And so, so I'm offending offend everybody. Yeah, thank you. I was just waiting for some uh, assurance. I was just, I'm, I'm human. I was just waiting for somebody. It's like, it's OK. Um, I understand, but in this particular verse, he doesn't say um, the apostles. He doesn't distinguish. He said some apostles, and he and, and so I sort of sway from the sense that the the title or the function, rather, not the people. The function still happens. I tell you why, because uh, the apostles um, the, the, in this context were visionaries, and they they t- they took territories. You know, well, what is starting a church? It's visionary. It's starting. Um, and so when we talk about prophets, we, we give people titles. I'm not talking about Old Testament where you, where you smear dung on yourself and stuff like that. And, 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 and no, I'm not talking about that. But there is a, a way back to God that the prophet reminds you of. And, and, and so we have prophets here. And the prophets, um, they, they speak life, they exhort, they, 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 they tell truth. But it's always pointing you back to God, not them. So we can't use the manipulation of the gifts as a standard for the gifts. The standard is the word of God. So we're going to briefly, because I I, I was late. That was my fault. Um, Apostles, prophets, write these down, evangelists. And then we have pastors, teachers. Now, depending on what text, a shepherds, teachers. um, Some people, they put them together. They say shepherd teachers. So they say that uh, a shepherd feeds sheep. How do you feed sheep? In this context, it's the word of God. So some people put them together. Others do not. They say it's no, it's fivefold. And then some people say no, it's four. Uh, very nuanced. But for this, um, these next few weeks, um, you, you guys are going to have homework assignment, and it's like, it's like a, a, a class I'm in. This is the homework assignment. You can, do, you can do it if you want to. It's completely up to you. But if you want to understand or discover your calling, you're going to have to put some work in. Because oftentimes, what we want to do is have somebody, somebody else point it out on us as if that magically appears. In other words, you're called to preach. And so the first thing you want to do is start a church. Slow your roll. It's more, <laughs> hey. Listen, I, I, I'm sorry, I got to step on this soapbox. Listen, sir, ma'am, if, if, if that's your road to glory, you are highly, you're highly misinformed, and I just and I say this with all humility. This ain't what you want. The, this, the, the, the bullets that you, that you happen to dodge hits your family. The insecurities do not go away preach and you got a highest moment and you ask my wife sometimes i just go in a cave because those highest highs come with some low lows and so what happens is when the lord starts blessing you you also like this and then then when people call you hey you got 5 minutes nope cuz the last 5 minutes i had 10 people left uh, so, so so there's a lot of ptsd with this thing and so, so when I get a young guy and the experience hasn't caught up with his calling, I, I hate to do this, but I like, look, bro, he, you know what? You just don't know when. Like, just, just be careful. Just be careful. So we're going to unpack what is apostles. We're going to unpack what the prophets are. So let me give you a little sneak peek, apostles, and I'm done. Dion, you can come and you can start playing something nice because I'm for real. I'm done. Um, apostles, um, apostles bring the message of Christ to the world. This is unique. They have supernatural insight. Prophets, they guide the church with the word of God. Evangelists are courageous and bold, and they want to see the people of God. They want to see lost, come, lost people come to God. Pastors or shepherds have pastor's hearts. Shepherds are pastors. That word, um, they want to care and nurture. And then you have teacher. Teacher want to equip people. And I I say this, and I don't say this jokingly. I say it because I see the fruit of it. And I'm going to keep saying it to y'all. Listen, (laughs) Uh, one of our best teachers in this church is Penny. Don't you fool yourself. Teachers communicate the revealed world. They're preparing the word, preparing. This is when you know you're a teacher. Just, and we're going we're gonna to give you some breadcrumbs, but you've got to do the homework that I'm about to give you in a, two minutes. This is when you know your teacher. You know your teacher when preparing the Word is just as exciting as delivering it. you going to get an amen, Penny. Like, when, like when, 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 Penny, when, when Penny starts talking about some of the things she's doing, she just lights up. That's what teachers do. It's not a burden. The burden for teachers is people got to know. People got to know who they are. Prophets cut. What did God say? So if you got a church full of prophets, you got a church full of scabs. and Because they they just going to tell you what God said. Prophets are a call to action. Prophets, I mean, um, shepherds, how's everybody doing? you good need anything. Evangelists, they stand in any community, their hearts broken. They look over the community and they say, people need no Jesus. People need know Jesus. Uh, Elder Nate was a uh, man. He actually sparked this conversation knocking on doors and stuff and he said now everybody ain't called, it. I'm putting it in my words, he doesn't talk like this but everybody ain't called to do that there's a certain anointing that you got to have to be an evangelist see an evangelist doesn't, doesn't have to organize to knock on doors An evangelist just see somebody you make eye contact, you know Jesus where, what church you go to where's that? What's the pastor? Think they get solid word? See, that's what evangelists do. We need a whole church operating their gifts. We got some of the most prolific writers in this ministry, as young and small as we are. We have some of the most talented people in terms of these gifts. But we don't start creating avenues for it because with the activation of the Holy Spirit working in your life, you not only become fruitful in your gift, you, you become fulfilled. So it's necessary for the gifts to come forth, because immaturity stunts growth. So go back and go back to that last section, um, Ephesians chapter 4. It's the last section um, with the callings. Ephesians chapter 4, 13. Thank you. See, that's the teaching. 13, Reverend, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's Son, growing into maturity with a stature measured by Christ's fullness, In other words, we ain't going to be full till we all grow up.
0: That concludes this week's message. If you were blessed by anything you heard in today's podcast and you feel like to give, feel free to text the word give to 704-741-3705. And if you are in Kannapolis, Charlotte, or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at 465 South Cannon Boulevard in Kannapolis, North Carolina, Sundays at 1033. You can also join us online Sundays on Facebook and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to us and also check us out on Instagram under Think Kingdom. As always, you can go back and hear this message and so many more right here on our Think Kingdom podcast.